0: Love, talk, radio.
1: There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think only once, and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland. And our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Not protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil.
2: And I believe it will also be said at this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge... For ourselves and for future generations, a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream, and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy, because God-truth will set you free. John 8.32 new world order. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong.
3: Hello and welcome to the podcast Zone of Phil Armstrong. I'd like to welcome you all as we uh, sit back and relax and um, listen to two great speakers. Uh, first hour, we're going to bring you Thomas Ice, Tommy Ice, author and speaker. And he's also the author of a book, Ready to Rebuild, Castle Society. In the Great Tribulation. So we're going to sit back and uh, enjoy yes. what he has to say. I have no idea what just happening. Actually, I got the window open. The radio show is playing. Um, so I apologize for that. Okay, so um, the second hour we're going to have John McTurning, author as America Has Done to Israel. Um, And, um, he's going to be talking about the curses that happen, you know, in the book of Genesis, chapter 12, uh, talks about blessing Israel, you'll be blessed and cursing Israel, you will be cursed. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to both guys. Um, today, um, we have 300, almost 300 shows, um. It, it's 298. I wrote to Blog Talk Radio to feature this show uh, for that purpose, but technically it's not 300 shows yet. I'm pretty sure I've canceled out about 10 shows or raised 10 shows since we have started. In um, the new format, um, most of the shows will be like this one where I just say anything, but it'll be sort of um, scripted. In the new format, I'm going to have shows where I don't play around. I just speak and edit it and, and um, send it up to radio station. Uh, today I'm on my cell phone. Um, uh, the computer that I was doing the show is, is in snout pace today, and I need some medication. So I'm going to send all my computers in one at a time for the next three to four months and get them service, and all my computers will be dedicated to a certain task. They will no longer be required to have what is called Lazy Man's Virus, where I would put about 100 programs on one computer and, and holler at it because it won't do what I tell it to do. You can't stuff the car and expect it to travel at tremendous speeds. It just doesn't work that way. Um, so uh, we're not even going to have any commercials today because this computer is just—I don't think—I don't know what it is. I don't—I don't believe it's the computer itself. I believe it's So many people get home from work, get home from school, or wherever they're coming from, and everybody jumps on the internet at the same time, so it slows it up. So then it has something to do with the computer also. But we won't even take no commercials if I can even get back to my studio. And believe it or not, when I tap the button to bring Brother uh, Tom on, uh, it takes about a month for that to do. Um, So a lot has been happening in the world uh, uh, for the last 50 years. And um, we believe that we're in the end times. And if you don't believe it, you're probably somewhere asleep. Um, for the last 50 years, or whatever you've been born, um, you can't miss it. Um, even people who don't are aren't Christians realize that we're at a certain point in history where things can change all of a sudden. Uh, when I was at working with Job Corps, I was uh, working with the kids, social service assistant, something similar to what I do today. We went to this conference and we were. Uh, it's mostly a hands-on conference when you get and you get involved. And the word that I learned was paradigm shift. And I was so amazed with that word because it, it was. that at that time I was just starting to look at Bible prophecy, and paradigm shift means that one one day, you know, life is one way, and, and the next. Day or next week, everything changes, um, shifts on its axis. Vital eruption, that type of change. And uh, we've seen that in 9 11, and um, we see any stock market collapses, you know, October 27th. So, stock market collapses mostly always on October. And I've seen a couple in April. But um, a certain day, you know, Pearl Harbor, John F. Kennedy assassination. You know, or a heart attack. You know, I haven't seen one, thank God. But um, you know, or a car crash. Those are paradigm shifts. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is um, Bible prophecy, because this is what this show is about. But I want to talk about the rapture of the church. I didn't put it in the search engines. I kind of love it when I put it in the search engines because I get harassed for about a week. But um, that that's not happening. Uh, so, uh, so without further ado, Brother Thomas, you there?
1: Yes, yes. I am mhm,
3: thank you for coming on, brother. well, it's good to be with you yes sir yes sir so um let's let's start off by talking about the Rhapsody church and not even uh hesitating. some people say that it's just been invented i I was listening to your <laughs> I was listening to your um your cd um not cd but um, video on on youtube and you made a very interesting point when you were talking about um it it was uh, a mystery um it was not necessary it was in the old testament as far as god's character but it wasn't actually in the in the old testament it was uh, but it was revealed to us because of the age of grace um, so, elaborate on um, the rapture of the church and and why people think it's just we just made it up in the last hundred two hundred years.
1: Well, the uh, the rapture of the church was revealed by Christ <clears throat> less than twenty four hours before he died in the upper room discourse in John fourteen one through three where he said he's going away and he's going to come back and take us to himself uh, so that where he is will be also. And uh, what's interesting in John 14, or rather 13 through 16, is called the Upper Room Discourse. Uh, It's totally unique to John's Gospel. And everything in the Upper Room Discourse, once Judas leaves at the end of Chapter 13, is church age truth. In other words, it's the new doctrine that is going to relate to the church age after the day of Pentecost. And so he he says three times in John uh, 14 through 17 that he has more to tell them, uh, but they're not able to bear it now. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide them into all things. And uh, so you see the apostles later on receiving uh, the revelation that relates to what God is doing during the church age that we're living. And the church age began on the day of Pentecost, and it will end suddenly and unexpectedly at the rapture. And he talks about the rapture in, as I say, John 14, 1 through 3, and uh, we have in our Tim LaHaye and I's chart book called Charting the End Times, uh, it mapped out for you where you had just a second, I got a cough. <laughs> where you have eight a movement of eight thoughts uh in the rapture. And then what's interesting when you go to the most well known rapture passage in First Thessalonians chapter four. Uh, Thirteen through eighteen that the apostle Paul gives, you have the same exact eight thoughts developed there, and, and so this is an example or an illustration of the greater things that are revealed in more Detail to the apostles, you know, in the New Testament. And the reason the ra- the rapture wasn't revealed earlier is because the church wasn't revealed. The church is said to be a mystery, and mystery doesn't mean who done it; it means simply a secret. In God's eternal plan, it was always part of God's plan to have the church and to have the rapture, but he didn't reveal it in the Old Testament. In fact, that's stated three times in Romans 16, Ephesians chapter 3, and Colossians chapter 1. And now he is revealing seven or eight, nine different uh, mysteries that relate to the church age, and the preacher of rapture is one of those. Mm
3: -hmm. Yes, Yeah. So why is the rapture being phased out even? I mean, it seems like people get awfully irritable and mad and angry. And if they knew where I lived, they might come and do something. Um, (laughs) It seems seems to me that people don't want to hear it. And um, the church seems to be uh, ignoring it and um, it just doesn't seem to be catching on. Why is that?
1: Well, uh, I think because the rapture flourished in the last 200 years where you had verse-by-verse Bible teaching come on the scene in the early 1800s, and people had to fit the entire Bible together. And today, during our postmodern world, there's a decline in verse-by-verse Bible teaching. People do not know the Bible like they used to. People tend to have hot flash ideas, and they tend to ride hobby horses instead of uh, doing verse-by-verse Bible exposition. And uh, so I would I would say the rapture is in decline because of the decline of verse-by-verse Bible teaching, uh, and Christians don't have the, the framework to understand it. And also, you know, there's a natural generational reaction. I'm 62 years old, class of 69, and uh, the the Jesus movement occurred about that time, for the next five or six years. And that's part of my parents' baby boomers' generation is something that the late great planet Earth was a book that everybody read and believed in the preacher rapture because we thought Jesus was coming at any moment. Well, uh, the younger people have grown up with this, and uh, there's a tendency uh, for people to react against mom and dad, and I think that's also a factor as well. But we have our organization, the Preacher of Research Center, which has been around for about 22 years, uh, founded by Tim LaHaye and myself, we have found uh, Preacher of Rapture statements all the way back to the 300s. And uh, they just, we just came out with another one from about the 400s in the, uh, apocalypse of Elijah. And we have a guy who, uh, has a PhD from Cal Riverside in history and British history. And he's found, uh, eight or nine of them in the 1600s. You know, I found one with Margaret Everson things, uh, and people don't realize that it, it's only been about 500 years since the average person was studying the Bible. And when you when you had that occur, say in the 1500s, uh, after you know when the Reformation was going on, they started translating the Bible into the common person's language. They started studying Hebrew for the first time in like 1200 years. And uh, studying the original languages They didn't really study Greek Because the Catholic Church dominated with Latin And so you had a real flourish of Bible prophecy And the Puritans in the 1600s Began to realize that Israel had a future And it's when you start thinking about Israel being literal again And then you say, well, Christ is coming again We all thought it was just part of the same coming, you know but. If he's going to come back and fulfill the promises for Israel, then what about the church? And that's why a couple hundred years later, actually about 150 years later, people started separating the rapture being an event for the church and the second coming uh, relating to God's promises with Israel. And uh, they began to see a distinction between the rapture. You know, it's where Christ descends into the clouds, He doesn't come all the way back to planet Earth, and we go up to meet him, and then we go back to heaven. And that's the movement of the rapture event. When you contrast that with the second coming, we, the saints, return with Jesus to the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem, and we touch down, he touches down on the Mount of Olives on planet Earth again, and that's qualitatively different from the rapture and yeah. uh, so uh you begin you begin to have people uh taking a literal israel which i think logically proceeds then realizing that the church is a distinct entity from israel and that's why uh it, it, late 1700s early 1800s it exploded you know into the christian world as something that was kind of hidden because people just didn't study the bible much back then
3: yeah Yeah, so what what are the scriptures that that are the, you know, strongest in relevance to uh, proving that there is the pre-trib rapture? The reason why I ask that is because I I want my audience to be able to be equipped with defending, not not only the faith, but also um, if you know, you go to go to work or go to school or, or you, wherever you're at, you at, go to family out and and you got Uncle Willie bashing you for because he's a post tripper and you're a pre tripper. Mm-hmm. So what what ammunition would you use to defend pre trips Well, uh I've
1: uh developed it this way. First of all, before you even get to it like all these odd priorities, you have to believe in literal interpretation, you know. And some people aren't even in the ball game, you know, because they don't take the Bible uh, grammatically, historically, or, or that's also called literal meaning to interpret the text based on you know what it actually says in its historical context. And then secondly, uh, people who are mills and Postmills. Rapture is a non issue because they're not even in the ball game there, because you have to be premillennial to be pre trip yeah. So you have to be premillennial, and that's a whole nother discussion. And then you have to see the distinction between God's plan for Israel and God's plan for the church. You know, there's all this talk today about uh, the kingdom this, the kingdom that, there's a spiritual kingdom today. We're not you know, I would say we're not in the kingdom at all. The, the whole point of Matthew's gospel is that the kingdom has been postponed. And Matthew 13 of the parable says that, yeah, it's been postponed because of Jewish unbelief. Because before the kingdom can come in, Israel has to believe. And that's going to happen during the tribulation. So the kingdom is postponed, and that's the reason for the church age. And you go to Acts 15, at the Council of Jerusalem, and they say that uh, the consensus there about James is that God is now taking out from among the Gentiles a people for his name. And so the church age is what we call an elective age, where God is calling out individuals to faith through the gospel, and we will one day in the future reign and rule with Christ in the kingdom when when it comes. And so it says, and then after these things, referring to the church age, he will then turn around and rebuild the fallen tabernacle of David. In other words, that's an idiom for he's going to deal with the nation of Israel. And uh, so he's telling those Jewish believers, you know, that the church age is going to intervene before that uh, occurs. And so... Those are the three things that you have to understand before you even get to pre-tribulational arguments. And the first is what I've already talked about, the the distinction between the comings. The more you see a distinction between the rapture and the second coming, uh, then the more you're going to see these as separate events. Uh, Secondly is you see the promises for the church to be removed before the time of wrath. And uh, you have three statements in the New Testament that say that, Romans 5, 8, uh, 1 Thessalonians one ten, and First Thessalonians 5, 9. Uh, and wrath is one of the 23 terms that are used in the Old Testament to describe what we know is the 70th week of Daniel or the tribulation. Yeah. So you have those clear statements that the church is not going to go through the time of wrath because what's going to happen uh when the church is raptured in other words well we learned from romans 11 he talks about when the full number of the gentiles come in you know then he's going to deal with israel okay so the full number of the gentile means when that last person is saved who's elect during the church age then the church age will end with the rapture of the church and therefore uh God will then be able to complete the unfinished 70th week of Daniel. You know, as prophesied in Daniel 9:24 through 27. And uh, therefore, the church is a temporary phase in God's overall master plan because God has to finish His plan with Israel. And so the church began suddenly and unexpectedly. In other words, it wasn't prophesied in the Old Testament um, that at Pentecost and therefore it ends suddenly and unexpectedly in order to yeah. uh, move on to deal with Israel and bring them to salvation and save the nation as well. And so the church is going to be married to Christ, according to Revelation 19, and then return with her. So the church has to be complete and in heaven for that to occur. And so it doesn't make sense that Christ would have the church go through any part of the tribulation because the tribulation is defined as the wrath of God. In in Revelation 3.10, he says that the wrath uh, is a time of wrath that will occur uh, on all the earth, on the earth dwellers. And the term earth dwellers is a term that's used uh, 11 times in the book of Acts And I'm sorry, in the book of Revelation. And it comes out of Isaiah 24 and Isaiah 26. And that is called the little little apocalypse there in chapters 24, 25, 26, where it talks about global judgment of the nations. And they're called earth dwellers, people whose focus is not on God's will in heaven, but on Satan's will on earth. And so those are that term is imported into the book of Revelation by John, and uh, he uh, describes them as those who take the mark of the beast and all this kind of stuff. And so it says one of the purposes of tribulation is to to uh, test, to vindicate the unbelief through the judgments of the tribulation for that. And so it doesn't make – the church doesn't need that. So it would be like uh, if you were to get married – and you were to take your bride and then beat her up. Yeah. And uh, say, let's get married, babe. You know, in other words, that'd be the same thing as if the church were going through the tribulation because the time of the church age has been a time of testing for the church, see? As we yeah. uh, demonstrate during this current age our loyalty to Christ. And uh, so you have these three promises about being removed from the time of wrath. And then you have uh, passages like Revelation 3.10 that I was just referring to. In fact, I butchered the passage. I'm I'm, I'm going to turn to it here in my Bible. Uh, And it says that uh, we will be kept, because you have kept the word of my perseverance, see, during the church age, I also will keep you from the hour of testing, that hour which is about to come upon on the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. See, so that's
3: what I butchered yeah.
1: a while ago. But So we're going to be kept out of the hour or out of the time period that clearly is referring here to the tribulation. And so you have these promises, and it doesn't say you're going to be kept from that hour by the rapture, but what other device would it be? And that's what the rapture is designed to do, is to remove elect people. Now, lately I've heard the use of a term called the secret rapture to refer to pre-tribulationalism. And that's something we didn't used to use 30, 40 years ago, but it's being revived as a pejorative against pre-tribulationalism. And then I get emails from people saying, well, if it's a secret rapture, then what about a trumpet sound and all that kind of stuff? Well, wh- historically, what the word secret rapture meant is it's a private rapture. It has nothing to do with noise. It means that a select group versus public, you know, which the second coming is a public return of Christ, uh, where everybody's going to see it. Every eye will see him, you see. Uh, the rapture is secret in that it is private for only the church that will be removed. And I think when you start to harmonize, and as I said earlier in the program, when you have to teach the whole Bible and you have to harmonize it in a non contradictory manner, there's two sets of these comings that Christ could come at any moment. And then there's other passages like in Matthew 24 that refer to the second coming. It says, after the tribulation of those days, Then the sun will be dark, and the moon will not give its light. He's quoted from Joel. And uh, the Son of Man, you know, will come, and he will gather his elect Jewish believers from the four corners of the earth. And uh, all of this, his angels will be sent out to do that. And so you have two totally different things being described. And people, a lot of times, email me and say, don't you know the rapture is going to occur? You know, after the tribulation, Revelation, I mean, Matthew 24 29, well, that's referring to the second coming. Uh, yeah. You know, because it is Christ returning to planet Earth versus, you know, his introduction in John 14, the description of first Thessalonians. Uh, and another problem with non pre is that if you have the rapture occurring in conjunction with the second coming, then all the believers will be resurrected at that moment who are alive, and there'll be no one left to go into the millennium to populate it. Uh, But yet we know there will be people in the millennium, and we know from Matthew 13 and Matthew 25 uh, and other passages that every unbeliever will be killed or judged at the second coming. And so there would be no one in their mortal bodies to go in and populate the millennium, whereas... If the rapture occurs at least seven years before uh, the events of tribulation, then you have uh, believers who have become believers after the rapture. We call them tribulation saints, and both Jewish and Gentile, and they will go into the millennium. uh, And that's the purpose in the second coming is to rescue those people.
3: Yeah, and that's exactly uh, what it appears to be when you see uh, uh, the word church is not mentioned uh, at all after it's mentioned 19 times in the first three chapters of uh, yep. Revelation. And um, it, it it is uh, weird how a lot of people try to get you to say that, um, you know, or actually, let me back up. It, it, it's weird how people say that, there's no scripture to back up the preacher of rapture. And then you would tell them the same thing over and over again. And it, and it's like, well, since you, you're not getting the scriptures I'm telling you, then I, I can just walk, you know, I'm fine. I'll, I'll just walk away. Or if you're on Facebook, just go to another trade or whatever you're going to do. And people seem to not um, get the scriptures we're telling them. It says, you know, it's since we have done this and this and this, he should keep us out of the time of testing, you know, that's coming upon the whole world, something like that. And they don't, they don't, they they rationalize it and make it fit, whatever they want it to fit. And then they think we're doing what I, you know, what I see them doing is they'll use Matthew 24 and they'll just stay with it. Yeah. And then I'll, then I'll come with about 10 different scriptures including the Old Testament when you talk about Noah, you know, and how God treated Noah and his family, how God treated uh, Lot and his family, how God treated Israel when they were obedient. I mean, yes, he defended Israel, and they whooped tail when they were obedient. And people think, well, well, what about, you know, missionaries that died during this and this and this, and they use that, Instead of scripture, well, the, the Bible talks about the world is cursed and people are going to die, you know, and, and they're dying for Christ. So, what honor is that, you know? Well, but, this, go, ahead. go ahead.
1: Well, these no, arguments that you,
3: <laughs> that you bring up
1: are only arguments that would pretty much uh, go in the United States of America because we have been a unique country in the history of the church age that has not really suffered much persecution probably up until now. But uh so people say, Well, I thought the Bible said we're going we have to be persecuted. Well, you know, I mean I would recommend if if you feel the need for persecution to go to Saudi Arabia or something like that and stand up and say Allah is a wimp or something. You know, uh it, In one of their cities And I think you would experience persecution But he's talking about The church being persecuted During the church age In the world you have Tribulation He says in John uh, 16 But take care I have overcome the world He's talking about the world hating us As he said in John 15 He's not talking about The tribulation and that is persecution because of our identity with Christ during the church age. Yes, millions of Christians had died during the approximately 2,000 years of church history. But they weren't in the tribulation, and they didn't die because of the wrath of God. This is unique in the seven-year tribulation because God is pouring his wrath out, and uh, they fail to make that distinction in my opinion.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so, we're
1: not saying you can't be persecuted during the current age, or that yeah. that's somehow an argument. Persecution today is an argument against pre Not at all.
3: Yeah, yeah. What I don't understand, brother, is how could the uh, people who are anti pre trip when they say stuff like, well, God is going to preserve us through the tribulation period, and Jesus said in Matthew 24 that if if he didn't cut it short, no flesh would be saved. So how did he? <laughs> well,
1: he's, talk, he's talking about people that are going through the tribulation. He's talking about the Jewish people there in context. And yeah. what he's saying is he's not saying that he's going to cut the tribulation short. In other words, less than Seven years or less than three and a half years In the second half He's saying that if the process Of persecution That were going on Then no flesh would be saved Now that either refers to all humanity Or to the Jewish people being wiped out I'm not sure myself And so He's going to intervene To stop that from happening And let's say if that process Were to continue It would take say four years Uh, For that to occur He's going to come back at three and a half years You see So it's not saying As some like to say That he's going to shorten the 70th week of Daniel Or shorten the second half From three and a half to three years Or something like that No he's just saying if that process were to continue Then it would uh, Lead to the annihilation I think probably of the Jewish people Who he's talking about there yeah. But that's the second yeah. coming, not the rap has nothing to do
3: with the rapture. Yeah. Amen. So who and and the Thessalonians, when talking about the restraining restrainer, who who is the restrainer that's holding the Antichrist back?
1: Well, it has to be God in some form, because only God can restrain the antichrist who is Satan empowered. And uh, therefore, I think I agree with what is the earliest interpretation in the early church on this occasion, and that happens to be that the restrainer is the Holy Spirit who indwells church-age believers. And so the Holy Spirit is taken out of the way. Actually, it it has the idea there in the original language of to step aside uh, and he does that at the rapture. Now, when when uh, you, we say that, what happens? Well, the Holy Spirit is not removed in all of his ministries, yeah. but of those that were begun at the church age, like the indwelling ministry of the Holy Spirit. And this is pictured, for example, in the Old Testament, where you had the Spirit of God in the form of the Shekinah glory and dwelling the first temple. And God could not bring judgment on the nation of Israel until the Shekinah, the Holy Spirit, departed from the temple. And you read in Ezekiel 9 and 10, Ezekiel sitting on the Mount of Olives, watching the Holy Spirit, watching the Shekinah glory depart the temple, go down the Kidron Valley and ascend up. On the Mount of Olives, and a similar process will take place you know with the rapture of the church and so the church age will end. Uh, believers from that point on will not be part of the church. they will believe the same gospel, but they're just not part of the church, the body of Christ and so the Holy Spirit will be left to convict men of sin righteousness and judgment in fact, I yeah. believe. That the tribulation will be the greatest time of revival in the history of the world up to that point yeah. point. Yep. And I think right after the rapture, even before the tribulation begins yeah. you're going to have
4: yeah.
1: uh, spouses and all kinds of people get saved Because those crazy Christians said, we're going to disappear one day And when it finally happens, they're going to know And they're going <laughs> to believe And they're going to have to go through the tribulation And they may be martyred or they may not be martyred. But nevertheless, uh, you have the 144,000 Jewish witnesses preaching the gospel all over the world that we don't have today. You've got the two witnesses in Israel in the first half of the tribulation preaching to the Jewish people that we don't have today. You've got the, right before the mark of the beast is given out in the midpoint of the tribulation, you have the angelic, the angel who preaches the gospel that says, To everybody on planet Earth To warn them not to take the mark of the beast And so Unbelievers will take it And believers will not So there's going to be a lot of people saved After the Lord Comes for his church
3: Amen Amen. The word about uh, The functionality Of the Individual people who are coming to Christ After they come to Christ Are they going to be okay the first three and a half years and all of a sudden the Antichrist goes crazy and starts killing everybody or, uh, or, I mean, is it going to be like a Nazi Germany where you, you, you gotta hide the Bible when you know, the, the, uh, cleaning people come by the house to clean your carpet. They see a Bible, you know, they, oh, we got to call this in. I mean, is it, is it going to be a, a time where, um, It's a certain part of the tribulation period where the prosecution becomes apparently obvious that you can no longer be a Christian out in the open.
1: Well, I think some have misread some of those passages. That will be true what you described for Israel. Uh, The first half of the tribulation, Daniel 70 weeks, Israel will be protected by the Antichrist. And the, the temple will be rebuilt by the midpoint, and it very well could be the two witnesses oversee the rebuilding of the temple and protect Israel and prevent the Antichrist from going into that rebuilt temple because, after all, nobody's going to mess with them because they can call down any judgment any time from heaven on anybody that messes with them. And then, of course, they're allowed to be killed and removed, and that's when the Antichrist goes into the temple. He breaks the covenant with Israel. And I I believe a lot of the Jews will be saved by then because otherwise why would they listen to Jesus who says to flee when you see that abomination of desolation taking place in the midpoint of the tribulation and go to Petra for protection. Uh, With the rest of the world, don't forget this is God's judgment, starting with the seal judgments in the first part of the tribulation. Where uh, you have, I think, the seal and trumpet judgments from the first half of the tribulation, and this is God judging the earth dwellers for their rejection. And so God is going to start early on uh, with the world as a whole judging them. So I, and obviously, there'll be by the midpoint of the tribulation, that's when the Antichrist gains global control. Because we learn from the book of Daniel that in the first half he he starts with the ten nation confederacy. He's the little horn that arises, uh, you know, within that confederacy of ten nations, and he yeah. becomes the antichrist. But he's restrained against Israel. So that's that's who he's really after, because he believes that if he can kill the Jewish people. The second coming requires the Jewish people to call on the Lord, and they will be saved. That's a quote out of Joel, and it's implied in Matthew 23 at the end of the chapter. You will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. So the Jew, you know, that's what Paul's talking about in Romans 10, where he says, how shall they, he quotes, whoever calls the name of the Lord to be saved, and then he asks a question in reverse logic how shall they call on him and they haven't believed? And how shall they believe in him and they haven't heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? See, that's talking about the Jews in the tribulation. And so they are going to, you know, come to faith in Christ uh, throughout the tribulation, apparently, but especially those in Jerusalem and Judea in time to flee to Petra to be supernaturally protected, you know, during the second half of the tribulation. And so uh I think there'll be judgments on people all throughout the tribulation and it'll be bad for the world as a whole from day one.
3: Yeah, amen. So what is America's future? Well,
1: America's future could be tied in with the revival of an empire in some way since The United States is an extension to the colonies of Europe in many ways. I don't know this. This is pure speculation, you know, because we are such an influential thing. You know, and people used to ask this before Barack Obama got elected. (laughs) They don't ask it as much now, you know, because, you know, it's like he's on a mission to destroy America as founded, you know. And uh we've certainly declined and uh but it's it's Eurocentric according to the book of Daniel the uh and so we'll need to be part of it, but we will be at the end of the tribulation, you know, we'll be just as anti Israel as any other nation. Yeah. You know, because uh, uh believers will be taken out and People who are saved during the tribulation will not have any, you know, social or political power. That's for sure. And they're going yeah. to be, you know, hunkering down trying to survive. And uh it says all the nations of the world will come against Israel and Armageddon, the city. And so I yeah. believe that includes America. But yeah. just think the rapture is going to empty us uh, of all of our... Christians at one point, so that you know we'll be just like the rest of the world, a bunch of unbelievers. But yeah. frankly, America in her history has always been pro-Israel. I mean, yeah. you can go back to the Puritans, and and even our first presidents even issued statements about they wish the nation of Israel would be refounded. And so we don't have the anti-Semitism in America that the, in the Middle Ages that you know the Catholic countries had that. Was carried over in some instances, like Martin Luther, you know, into the uh, some of the Protestant countries, and we've always been filio semitic Now that's that's starting to change a little. Uh, in fact, our pre-trib study group conference, our 22nd one, is is about defending Israel. Uh, if people are interested in coming to it, December 2nd through 4th of 2013, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, then go to our website, pre-trib.org, and download the brochure and find out more. But we're going to have top speakers, uh, and we're going to have Jacques Guthier, who is a international lawyer. He spent, from Montreal, he spent 20 years working on his PhD dissertation at University of Geneva, demonstrating that Israel has all the legal rights to. Uh, Jerusalem and the land of Israel west of the Jordan River and that mm-hmm. the arabs while they have human rights do not have any legal rights to the land whatsoever based on international law yeah. you know and right now america you know is basically pro israel we've always been pro israel our, our entire time and that's one of the things that separates us from the europeans mm-hmm. and uh i, I about five years ago, right after Obama got elected, I was involved in the debate at Oxford University, and the question was, this house believes that the time is nigh, little British talk there. And uh, I gave three basic reasons why I believe we're near the end. Number one is Israel's back in the land. <laughs> and I call that the super sign of the end times. Number two... Yeah. Is globalism everywhere you go, everybody's into globalism politically, socially, you know as the answer to problems. Thirdly is the European Union is preparation it's not a fulfillment, it's preparation for the revived Roman Empire in the Book of daniel and uh, someone one of the students asked, well, you know what's significant about the Obama election i said the uh, the United States up until Obama has acted unilaterally. In other words, Bush, who, who is a globalist we know, uh, nevertheless acted on national interest. In other words, America was attacked and America is going to get back at them. And Obama tries to act on international interest. He He no longer cares about our sovereignty. And he wants to be part of the global community. He said that, you know, in Germany when he gave a speech before he's elected, that he was part of a global community and everything. And that's what we're seeing. And so America was kind of the last uh blockage to global government. And when you think if the rapture were to occur tomorrow, it would be a greased slide for the whole world to just fall into the lap of of the global community and things. So we're, we're right there.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, One more question. Uh, The uh, European union, um, a lot of people believe that's the entity where the antichrist will come from. Um, But there is a smaller, but growing, Belief believe that the Mediterranean Union or something to that uh, magnitude will be the platform that the Antichrist rides on. Um, I used to be European, you know, I used believe in Europe, but now I'm starting to see the Roman Empire or um um new Mediterranean Union uh, could be that um uh, entity that will bring upon the Antichrist. What do you think about that? Uh,
1: I tend not to agree with that because uh, you have, it's spelled out in the book of Daniel. And some people use passages that I believe were fulfilled uh, with Antiochus Epiphanies. And they try to use those as future passages when they've already been fulfilled uh, in the Uh, 200s you know uh, Relating to Antiochus Epiphanes And uh, Also uh, When you look at the book of Daniel It's the people of the prince Who is to come in other words uh, The Prophecy talks about the fact That the person It's going to be the Same people who Destroyed the temple in AD 70 Is where the future Antichrist is going to come from. And that's why we call it the revived Roman Empire, which primarily was European. Yes, it had North Africa and these other things in it, but the empire primarily was Southern Europe, Rome, et cetera. So uh, I know there's this push toward Islam and all of this, but I think Islam will uh probably be destroyed uh, or lose its impact uh, at the battle of Gog and Magog which i think will happen after the rapture but before the tribulation in that interval of time and therefore uh i think much of islam will be removed from the equation and it will give them, uh, an open door to uh, the revival of an empire to uh, launch its influence at that
3: time Yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, well, that seems like um, a good uh, explanation for that question. Yeah, because um, uh, Ezekiel 38 and thirty-nine. I was going to ask that question, but I never got to it, uh, the, your positioning, and you asked the question anyway. Uh, thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it was a blessing to have you on. A lot of information. I found in the last hour. Um, which um, – and um, tell people where they can get your information from. And, and once again, let's, let's tell them about the conference that you have.
1: Right. It's the Pre-Trib Research Center. And uh, I've been doing this for 20 years with Tim LaHaye. And uh, it's located on the website at wwwpre hyphen T-R-I-B, TRIB.org. And on the front page, it tells you to go to for our conference. You can download the brochure. And we're going to be defending Israel and defending the fact that the modern state of Israel is prophetically significant. There are people who believe that Israel has a future, but they don't think the modern state is necessarily that. And we're also going to be dealing with uh, the decline among evangelicals uh, among the twenty and thirty somethings, you know, on yeah. uh, support for Israel, and that's because they're not studying the Bible
3: <laughs> yeah. as a
1: group. You know, there are individuals who are exceptions, but uh, yeah. you know, and we're going to be dealing with all kinds of things like that from the Bible, and uh, right. really looking forward to it.
3: Yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, well, thank you for coming on. I sure do appreciate it. it was a blessing. And uh, God bless you, and uh, we'll be praying for you and keeping you in our prayers. Thank you.
1: Well, it's been good to be with you and your guests tonight.
3: Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So we're going to be taking a break, if I could even get the commercials to play, and I'll be right (laughs) back. I got a show called, uh, actually a YouTube channel, Gemini called Rapture Rapture Preppers, and it's kind of a twist on words. But uh, hold on for a second. Stand by.
5: This next announcement is serious news, and you won't hear it in the mainstream media. We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website. Highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser. Highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us.
3: Okay, so I um, also wanted to play right quick a quick intro that I got for the daily um, broadcast that I'm be doing daily. Check, uh, so whenever it comes on, you can check that out right quick, see if it actually. So I'm going to be doing a 15-minute show a day uh, for the most part, at least three, three out of the week, three days out of the week, 15 to 20-minute show just dealing with the news and information uh, that's going across the world as far as Bible prophecy is concerned and the church is concerned. Uh, so we want to keep people informed and keep them in the know. You know the Bible says, my, uh, it says uh, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Uh, believe it or not, he's also talking about the people who go into the church, the weed in the tears. Stand by and see if the commercial comes on or intro, How about
4: it?
6: Welcome to the Prophecy Zone, the place to stay informed about current events that line up with Bible prophecy. And now, your watchman on the wall and host, Bill Armstrong.
3: And by the way, it sounds like it's saying Bill. So... Well, when I'm out and about and I'm at work or or out, you um, know, at church or something and I introduce myself and I I say, My name is Phil. When I say Bill? No, Phil. So every time I hear these intros, I swear it sounds like they're saying, um, Bill. So the next time I make an intro, get an intro made, I'm gonna make sure they put an emphasis on the you know, put their tongue, put their uh, teeth on their lips and make sure that they feel, not bill. That helps out. Um, John McKernan, uh is uh, a writer and speaker, and he's has created a book called uh, As America Has Done to Israel. Uh, and um, this uh, book, deals with any time America blesses Israel, they're blessed, or we're blessed. And every time we uh, we curse Israel, we're cursed. Um, So uh, this has been going on for a while, and every time there is a a time where America... uh, ask israel to give up land uh some tragic event happens uh, earthquakes or or landslides or floods or or hurricanes and um these things have been happening for a while now which makes it obvious uh, that maybe just maybe um that this book is on to something. But I'm gonna go see if I can contact Brother John because I, I'm I'm hopefully there's he might have had a misunderstanding and I might have to get it. Uh, see hopefully he he uh 'cause I just talked to him today and um, maybe he's still gonna call, give him some time to call. Uh anyway, uh so as America has Done to Israel, so be it done to america, and Barack Obama shows that he is not pro israel like past presidents, and every president got a little bit more um, a little bit less pro israel and um Israel is God's country, regardless if people like it or not and um we seem to um, be able to, you know, try to get it. Like for instance, Bill Clinton—I think it was Bill Clinton—tried to give it, get Israel to give away the kitchen sink, and uh, Barack, who was the who was the prime minister at the time, was just that offering the kitchen sink. But um, Arafat wouldn't take it. And uh, Arifat's death uh, happened mysteriously. Uh, Some people think he was poisoned. I'm not so sure sure that uh, that was the case, but I think they resumed the body. And I don't know the outcome of that uh, resumption of the body. Was it, or did they find out that it was poison, or, or not? So um, let me try. I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So I'm I'm trying to get into my emails. Like I say, I have to replace these computers um, because the computer I'm on right now, you have to kind of like restart it every two three hours. And once you restart it, it gets powerful again, and then you can you can do what you got to do. But, you know, if you don't restart it, it sticks a lot. And, and trying to do some of the simplest tasks while doing a radio show is hard to do. Okay, so I think we did get a misunderstanding because uh, he, he's not calling in. Uh, so maybe he was thinking it was 9 o'clock his time, which is 9 o'clock. If he's Eastern Standard Time, then it is 9 o'clock now, so I give him a few minutes before I email him. But, um, yeah, so, like I said, I can't chew gum and walk at the same time, so I was kind of quiet there, but we are definitely going to see some exciting things happen, and scary things also. The Bible talks about Uh, God has not given us the spirit of fear Uh, When you hear Roosevelt Say the only thing you have To fear is fear itself You know uh, Well I don't know if that's Anti-God or not But um, We know that If we are born again And we die uh, We're going to heaven Now I've been around a lot of kids I've been around a lot of you know, young people, especially just recently, I, I work with um, young kids, and I get to witness to them. You know, once in a while, I don't, I don't force it on them, but yeah, I get to witness to them, and and sometimes I do say certain things when God opens up the door. Um, but I am, I'm, I'm not the type of person who you know, becomes timid when the door opens. Um, I have to get a feel for the place. Uh, when I got hired on, I had to get a specific feel for the place because uh, I didn't know if I was breaking the rules or not, you know, talking to the kids. But it turns out that, you know, yeah, you can't talk to these kids. Now, the kids I work with have uh, alcohol and drug problems. And uh, the best time to talk to someone is when, you know, they're in a position. Uh, but uh, Christ can set any any man free. He can set me free from bondages that uh, easily trip me up or easily beset me. And uh, it is God who frees men from addictions. And uh, I don't hear that too much in the church world, that God can set you free from anything that's, that is causing you uh, to stray or to um be uh put on shelves per se uh the um church is supposedly here to give uh you support brother to brother sister to sister uh, to give us support in our daily life um uh, but you don't go to church every week so. That's when it comes to the point of picking up God's word and learning how to use it uh, effectively. Uh, and when we are able to uh, use God's word effectively, uh, then we uh, can defend against habits, or 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 we can take our thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. Because that's the most important thing that we can do It's when we get thoughts coming in from Satan. Um, we have to uh, know what thoughts are anti-biblical and what thoughts are biblical. Not a lot of thoughts are not biblical. A lot of thoughts are anti-biblical, and um, we have to train our mind to think the way Christ wants us to think and the way Christ thought. Now, we know that he's God, but um, we know by revelation of his word that selfishness and strife and and anger uh, should not be... Uh, in our character, and then when we see our uh, attitudes and our, our 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 being going, our spirit going towards uh, acts of resentment or pride, we have to uh, go to God's word and and pray and read our word and and seek the Lord's face and ask Him to give us. To, and reveal to us those things that hurt us, um, like those things I just mentioned. Uh, strife and anger and, and different attitudes will cost you uh, eventually either your health or, or whatever. It's going to cost. So um, we have to give our, our heart totally to the Lord. And. Um, our person to Christ. Uh, Excuse me for my moderately monotone tones. Uh, I'm I'm sort of just kind of seeing uh, the destruction of how Satan works throughout our lives and throughout these kids' lives that I'm working with and throughout my own family's lives and people that I know and I care about deeply that um it's all an illusion. Um it's reality but it's all an illusion, just like the thing says in, on my on my show. But um I'm not gonna even take any breaks. I'm gonna I think this is brother John here. Uh, his book, um as America Has Done to Israel is um awesome book um and um when I first heard this, I uh, heard it from uh, another uh, brother that uh, had uh, John on the show, and it intrigued me because it sounded it not only sounded correct from but when you go to Genesis twelve and talks about those who bless Israel will be blessed, and those who curse Israel will be cursed. Then you see um, exactly what Brother John is talking about in his book, and uh, it's so it, it's so weird because they would have a meeting at the White House, or or, or George Bush would go to uh, Israel, and or even Bill Clinton and. And they would come from these meetings or they would send their Secretary of State there or representative like Condoleezza Rice at the time. And all of a sudden the storm just threw up and just tear up everything. And I remember the first time I heard about this book and eye to eye I think I'm calling that book the correct book. But anyway that it seems to be what's going on now. Uh, and it's pretty soon it's going to happen to the whole country as we sell out Israel, and possibly the whole world will be um, under judgment. But I can't go to commercial else. I will go to commercial. But there is one commercial that I would like to play if I can find it, and it is, this computer is like molasses, and I've got a powerful computer upstairs. and you know, I'm going to bring it back down here. <laughs> Stand by. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I wanted to play this um, uh, commercial, and then um, we're going to bring on our guest. But uh, when this commercial comes on immediately, I'm going to stop talking. But um, normally, I can push buttons at will, and it, it will just play. But when you have shows at 6 o'clock at night or, or 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, you, you get problems, especially with the slower computers. When you have fast computers, like the monster I have upstairs, or my Apple, uh, they, it just flies right by. But um, this is about John, Brother John's um, book, and then we'll bring him on. So stand by. And by the way, I'll be editing this out. So for those who are listening to me, to to us live through this interview, um, I apologize. But to those who hear it on YouTube or whatever, you have the edited version, praise the Lord. It's always good to have editing equipment, but here we go. October
0: 30th, 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the perfect storm, destroys the Bush vacation home in Maine and the pattern continues each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew Katrina the Northridge earthquake and Joplin's killer tornado is this coincidence or is there a spiritual cause and effect in Genesis 17 8 God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants that promise still stands those who bless Israel are blessed those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open-and-shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name.
3: So had I been able to actually push a couple of buttons, I probably would have played three or four commercials, and then I would have that one last, and then we would have segued into the interview, but... Molasses here won't deal, he won't cooperate. I'm going to call this computer molasses, even though it, it, it does a good job when it's, you know, 12 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning, and all the kids at school and everybody's at work. It does a good job. And um, a lot of traffic is on the web at, at this time of night. Yeah, um, so there you go. So uh, molasses is waiting for. for uh, brother john's um box to open up so i can bring him on he has a show on blog talk too so he knows exactly what i'm talking about when you push the button to bring him on uh it's going in a round circle i'm getting hypnotized by it uh, yeah but it's it, it's nice uh, to have a fast computer i'm gonna get like two more at the beginning of the year um and I'll be doing YouTube videos live. So YouTube is a wonderful platform. So I'm gonna be doing um, interviews on YouTube. Everybody, uh, even my cat, can get a YouTube account and and go live now. You don't know, you don't have to be a human anymore. Um, Susan on um, bird can probably uh, get a YouTube account now and be a partner. So I think that I'll recommend that to my cat. You probably have a nice account on YouTube. YouTube's sweet. That's like a that's like a God God blessing YouTube is like, Wow. I hope the people that own YouTube don't wake up one morning and say, Well, let's start charging and that's when they start messing stuff up. Some plat- some platforms can get away with it, like Blog Talk, but uh, and do a good job at it. But uh, and Blog Talk is a blessing. It doesn't have as many technical difficulties as it used to. I'm still talking because the thing is still not opening up the box for, uh, uh, brother John to come on. Brother John, can you hear me? He probably can hear me, but, uh, it's fine. It's not letting them, <laughs> letting them come on. But anyway, um, we're going to be talking about his, his book, um, and we're also gonna talk about Bible prophecy and um particularly Syria. Um that has died down but I want to get his input and, and take on that and I want to talk to him about his ministry and um how long he's been um uh in the ministry on um blog talk and um goodness gracious. Yeah, I pushed that button about a month ago, but um, definitely Barack Obama is not a fan of Israel, and uh, I believe that his presidency and his legacy will probably be one of the presidents where a problem, to say the least. And if we get another president before Christ comes back, that'd be a miracle. Um, probably, I don't, I don't know, I don't have the patents on when Christ, Jesus Christ is coming back, but looking at the way people's morality is dying and in the, in the church is shifting gears and going away from, um, you know, the basics of Christianity, let alone the doctrine, um, and the truth, um, uh, in tinkering with it, Galatians chapter 1 says that if anybody preaches any of the gospel other than what they have learned from the apostles, they are cursed. And um, not only does Genesis 12 talk about uh, cursing, uh, when you don't back Israel, you don't bless Israel, you're cursed. There are people who playing with the gospel and um, are getting cursed or going to be cursed. And judgment begins at the house of the Lord. So I, I tend to believe that 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 um, verse talks about. Um, well, I can't remember if it's in Peter or what, but um, I think it talks about the rapture of the church. Because if you're left behind, that at the instinct and the twinkle of an eye, you're left behind. That's big time judgment by itself. And, um, uh, man, that's a shocker and a lot of people are going to wake up that morning and it's going to be a normal day and, um, uh, boom. So I'm almost tempted to, I'm not, I'm not getting why this thing is not answering. I mean, it's not working. So um, I, I I mean I don't I don't know if I should have him call back, uh, hang up and call back or what I don't I don't get why this thing is not answering. It's just sitting there in, in a little circle, that's just spiraling around and it's killing me. But if you're on um, Facebook, um, go ahead and like the show if it, if it shows up. I asked blog talk to favor. Uh, put us in a featured position on the, on on this episode, and I think on every other episode that I've had um, people on, uh, we're gonna we're gonna feature uh, the interview. Uh, probably next month, sometime I'm gonna have um, David James on, and he's talking about the uh, the Harbinger Fact of Fiction, and uh, also. Um, I was actually thinking about having um the author of the book of the Harbager on also. Uh, not to start any reverse so, or uh, any any, you know, stuff. I just wanted to have him on the interview on his part. Now, David James and um James Conn or John Conn, I, I forgot his first name, but uh, uh they have talked on the phone before so uh, I am even thinking about having a uh, a debate on Sort of a debate. Uh, I don't know why this thing is, brother John. If you can hear me, if you, you can uh, hang up and call back and see if that we can bring you back on, because it's just not working for us. But um, that would be nice to uh, have a debate on various subjects. Um, sometimes the debates might get kind of nasty. You know, I'm willing to do that or, you know, I'm willing to let a debate get a little nasty. Um, Now, what I'm trying to see right now is um, if I can't bring him on, we might have to reschedule this um, this interview because he's too valuable to not be able to bring on. And uh, this is one of those modes where I get very draggy. When I'm trying to sustain something, I'm not that talented. Pretty soon, probably see me by the next year sometime, I'll be awesome. I'll just be able to keep people's attention. But right now, just because just, cause what happens is I get caught up with uh, what's going on. And especially the old blog talk where you just have so many problems. Um, okay, I push the button. and see if it works. But with the old blog talk, and I say the old blog talk because they have gotten a new format. Uh, well, we've so many technical issues. And like I said, I haven't had any programs late at night and allow. So I haven't been accustomed to the technical issues in the last, like, year. So all my shows are sort of um, – at five o'clock, and, and I think what happened is I didn't re the computer back up again. I kind of like just stayed on it for about three or four hours, and this was happening. Um, and uh, I've I've never had a problem where I couldn't bring a, a guest on before, and I, I think this is probably a technical issue, some block talk thing, other than some of the computers there. Because it would be great to uh, be able to have an hour with Brother John rather than 30 minutes. It's, it's, that's why I'm kind of ticked off. But uh, in the future, I'd, I'd like to hear Dr. Stan more when his guests, want, you know, when he's having technical issues or, you know, something happens uh, on the other end where he can hold his, his – uh, Audience, I'm—I I'm, told y'all I'm getting better at it interviewing, but or even doing radio shows. But I, I'm not that good at holding audiences, even though I have a lot of information in me. I kind of tend towards looking at the problem, and sometimes God does stuff for a reason, and sometimes God allows things to happen for a reason. And um, I'm pretty sure there's a reason today for this problem. But, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a song by, um, if it plays, by a brother, um, uh, on Block Talk Radio. Um, cause this thing is not coming on. But, um, I'm going to go ahead and play uh, a song that um, I've had for a while. Gosh. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and play a song, and then hopefully it'll be on, and I'll, I'll come back on in a second. I'll be right back. This song is called Leaving On My Mind. is I kind of like push the same button. Hopefully it's going to pull up or I'm going to have to do something else. But, yeah, this, I'm kind of asking the computer to do um, a little bit more. Blog Talk to do a little bit more. But, yeah, it's going to play in about a second. Um, and then I'll come back on and hopefully this thing's cleared up. Technically, this song has already been playing. It just that, but come on. This old house I'm living in
6: And the shutters are letting in That cold, cold air Keep saying to myself huh. I'm gonna fix them.
3: to um, be with God's people, his own folks. And um, it became apparent that God used this man in a mighty way. And the same thing is apparent today, folks. You can be used by God, um, and God can use you. And don't minimize small things. If he's using you in a small way, that's fine because you're going to be blessed in a big way when you get to heaven. Uh, Eternal life will be the main prize, but your duties in heaven will be uh, great. Uh, Like I say, I, I hope you guys can hear me out there because uh, I'm going to go ahead and wait, wait until this uh, uh, thing straightened out and then I'm going to end the show. Because I don't even think I can even push the button to, to end the show. But I apologize to everyone out there who was looking forward to, John McKernan being on the show because this show is probably going to be featured and it didn't work out. So uh, God bless everybody out there because Brother John already hung up Uh, And I hope y'all can hear me out there. There's no way I can test and see if anybody is is, hearing me. Uh, I think people stopped hearing me a while back. (laughs) But anyway, God bless everybody out there, and uh, let's have a wonderful night.
4: Gosh,
3: the whole thing is not responding. Well, you don't Yeah, this, this whole thing is gone. Yeah, so if y'all can still hear me out there, uh, I don't know if the if if the show is still going or on or not, but uh I I can just keep talking. Um uh, a few minutes And then I'm going to go off But I'm going to try to come back on And see If uh, I'm still I have to switch on And then I have to go ahead and cut in the show From there Well that kind of angers me Because Um I mean, Tom was able to come on, and then I don't know what happened. If there's a technical issue from Block Talk Radio, or or what, but like I can say before, that would have been a great show to have um, Tom Ice and John returning on the same show. That that would have been just peachy keen. It didn't work out that way. That's the first time since I've been doing Blog Talk Radio since 2009, that's the first time I've ever not been able to bring on a guest, especially of that magnitude, onto the show. Like I say, I don't know, even know if I'm even on. Well, I'm not getting rid of the whole show, that's for sure. Uh, I'm gonna go in the studio and see if if, if it's if I'm still on. Because um, I'm, I'm apparently not hung up. Yeah, I'm still on. Wow. So yeah, so I I don't know what happened. But I'm going to to take a break, and then I'll be back in a second. Please stand by.
2: The Zone, the Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21, and there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory, and when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone So be ready to enter the light Or truth about the end of days So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord You are in the zone The prophecy zone So join us for the next hour As we look at world events In line with Bible prophecy So you'll be informed And be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ
5: This next announcement is serious news And you won't hear it in the mainstream media We are living in an age full of catastrophic events, and it's getting worse. But before we go on, remember this website, highgrounds.us. In the past two decades, natural disasters have increased by 800% within the U.S. alone. Cataclysms like Hurricane Katrina killed and displaced thousands because they were not prepared. And the 2008 economic collapse could happen again, but be much, much worse. So type this into your web browser, highgrounds.us. Highgrounds.us is your complete source for family survival necessities. You'll find food and water with a shelf life of 25 to 30 years, plus tents, portable containers, light, heat, first aid, and much more. Go to our website, highgrounds.us, or call 1-888-202-9094. Place your order now and be prepared. That's H-I-G-H, highgrounds.us. Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. Highgrounds.us.
3: All right, we're back. Um, thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, like I said, I apologize for not being able to bring on John McTurney. Uh, so um, we got to iron out the kinks, and hopefully that wasn't a radio talk radio's fault. Because if it is, then we're going to have to figure out the best time to do a show. Uh, and uh, like I say, uh, 5 o'clock to about eight o'clock is probably not a good time. But um we have no choice sometimes because the guests uh have um strict um, schedules they have to follow and uh we do too um at the at the zone also. So um thanks y'all for listening to the show. Uh, uh be sure to check us out on Saturday, uh five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. We have um too much special guest, um August um uh Rizarro, I think I'm saying his name right. Um he's off of uh Blog Talk Radio and uh, he's a great uh, input on Bible prophecy. But, uh, be sure to uh, check that out as well. God bless y'all and you have a wonderful day. <laughs>
2: You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.
3: God bless. Have a wonderful night.